Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Tom Lindsay. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode three of Small Biz Brainiac. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Tom Lindsay, and this is your source for employer intelligence. Small Biz Brainiac's about helping you to thrive as an employer, and today we're talking about worker classification. Are they an independent contractor or an employee? Let's rock this. Now in this episode, we're going to learn about what's going on with the gig economy startups and their use of independent contractors. We'll learn about a few examples of companies in other categories that have also been sued for misclassification. This episode is important for setting the stage for the next episode. I want you to understand that this is a big deal impacting thousands of employers and millions of workers. And even though it might not be an issue for your business today, it's important to understand the landscape. And it really does set the stage, as I said, for the next episode where we'll dig into the IRS definition. So the first question that every employer must ask when hiring is whether or not the position is an employee or an independent contractor. The answer to the question affects payroll, HR, employee benefits, work comp, and even workplace safety issues. Just ask Uber how important this question is. They are currently defending a class action lawsuit in the U.S. District Court in San Francisco on the classification of their drivers. Specifically, this lawsuit is seeking the reimbursement of expenses for gas and vehicle maintenance. The drivers are also asking the court to stop Uber from telling passengers that the tip's included in the fare. I guess the drivers want to continue to receive the rates that Uber's paying them, plus they want to get a tip from the passenger. Now, if Uber loses this case, they're going to be faced with significant expenses and even a dramatic change to their business model. The potential financial impact from just the employment tax and insurance obligations alone is huge. In a ruling on December 9, 2015, the judge didn't help him out any because he decided on a matter that expanded the number of drivers eligible to participate in the lawsuit by as many as 160,000. That, according to an article by Avi Asher Shapiro in Vice News. The trial is set for June of 2016. Now, no doubt Uber took great care and consulted their high-priced attorneys when they developed the independent contractor business model, right down to how they identify the company as a technology firm and not a transportation company. And if you go to their website and you create an account, you'll see words such as partners, independent contractors, be your own boss, and even the account creation disclaimer says that, quote, I understand that Uber is a request tool, not a transportation carrier, end quote. These words and statements are designed to support their position and to avoid the tax and regulatory costs associated with being a transportation company and an employer. Now, Uber's not alone in their troubles. Amazon's also been sued in California by delivery drivers alleging misclassification. As a matter of fact, the law firm that represents the Uber drivers have also filed suits against several other tech startups that use independent contractors, including Lyft, Grubhub, DoorDash, Square, Cavia, Postmates, Shipe, Washio, Instacart, and Homejoy. That's a long list. 
A homejoy is a home cleaning service, or was a home cleaning service. They actually closed their doors on July 31st, 2015, because of four misclassification lawsuits and their inability to raise their next round of funding. Lux, Valet, Shipe, and Instacart are also startup tech startups that rely on independent contractors, but they're, they've stated they're switching their business model to employees, I guess because they see the writing on the wall. Now this story is still being written, and we're just going to have to watch it unfold over time. But as for me, I totally support Uber and Lyft's business models. I support both a business's and an individual's right to voluntarily enter into mutually beneficial business relationships. Why not? The individual should understand the costs associated with being self-employed. They should understand that they have to pay self-employment tax and that they're not insured for on-the-job injuries. And they should factor in the other insurance expenses such as health, dental, and vision. And by knowing the costs, they'll be able to calculate their net check or their net earnings and then use that information to negotiate an appropriate pay rate. There's actually a few companies that I've seen who offer software that do just that. It's called SherpaShare. And independent contractors from companies like Uber, Lyft, uh, Postmates, and DoorDash, according to their website, use their software. Now, personally, I hope Uber and Lyft win their case. Uh, Government is too large. We're just too regulated. And we've consigned individual responsibility away to the state. We need more freedom and the individual responsibility that comes along with it. Big government, big brother, the nanny state, whatever you want to call them. These are the enemies of productivity, competition, and prosperity. But I'm not going to hold my breath because under the current laws, I don't think they'll win. You're listening to Small Biz Brainiac. For more strategies and guidance on thriving as an employer, sign up for the weekly Brainwave email at smallbizbrainiac.com. So all of these companies I've just mentioned are part of the gig economy startup category, and they aren't the only ones with these problems. Numerous other lawsuits were filed in 2015 against employers for misclassification. Let me give you three quick examples. In April 2015, the U.S. Department of Labor obtained judgments against three construction companies requiring them to pay $700,000 in back wages, penalties, and damages. Now, These companies were requiring their construction workers to become member owners of limited liability companies. I mean, what were these guys thinking? One day they're employees, the next day they're member owners doing the exact same thing as before. An apartment complex in Texas was treating maintenance workers and complex managers as independent contractors when they were sued by the IRS. And the tax court in that case ruled that the workers were employees because they controlled the work performed, they supervised the workers, and provided them with on-site housing. They also paid expenses, and there were no independent contractor agreements in place. And the third example is a strip club in South Carolina, the Boom Boom Room Studio 54, Uh, was ordered by the Supreme Court of South Carolina to provide workers' compensation insurance to an exotic dancer who sustained a gunshot wound while working. So who is an independent contractor? Well, the IRS has a general rule that basically says that if a person or firm paying for the services has the right to control or direct only the results of the work and not how it will be done or what will be done, then it's an independent contractor relationship. 
But we're out of time on this episode, so we'll have to pick this topic up again on episode four when we dive back into these murky waters. So there you have it. Let's recap. If you choose to hire someone as an independent contractor, you need to make sure they're actually qualified as one. Misclassifying can cause more trouble than it's worth, and getting it wrong could expose you to expenses you can't afford and possibly even put you out of business. Now in the next episode of Small Biz Brainiac, we'll break down the IRS definition and dig into the determining factors for identifying if your worker is an independent contractor or an employee. Meanwhile, please check out smallbizbrainiac.com for show notes and links. And if you have any questions, remember you can email me from the website and I'll get back to you in 12 hours or less. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Tom directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac. Small Biz Brainiac.